This is another episode of our journey. My husband and I have been married for a few years. We're still newlyweds. We have an entrepreneurial spirit and we have a lot of adventures. So I'm Melanie. And this is Chris. Thanks for listening. We are back. It's our journey. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. To the team. Oh. Because the team works and makes the dream work. Is that your quote? No. I just feel like you said that a lot. I do say it a lot. The the say it again. <laughs> Teamworks make teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, I've always liked that. Me too. I've always claimed it as yours because you say it a lot. And it goes back to a lot of the stuff we were talking about when we were reading scriptures a few minutes ago about the harmonious and you know mastermind and what we think of masterminds now compared to what you know Napoleon Hill talks about mastermind and the law of success. We share that. A little bit more in detail. Yes. Uh, so. I just think this is really neat. So in the book, he talks about power is organized knowledge. And he talks about Henry Ford at one point. He, he says that really like his success wasn't from making all the money. His success was from the years of being in poverty and not – having um like being literate and just being ignorant and those are like the three biggest things that he overcame and so he talks about harmonious in a sense thought and he's talking about masterminds a lot in the chapter and so he again references henry ford and he was good friends with thomas edison and mr firestone i don't know mr firestone but he obviously came up with firestone tires um not thomas edison like the, the light bulb guy. Yeah, Thomas Edison, the light bulb guy. Henry Ford was alive at the same time as Thomas Edison? Yes. So for people that don't know history, Thomas Edison and Henry Ford were alive at the same time. They were great friends. Oh, and so I guess, they... I feel like... <laughs> those... <laughs> I feel like Ford isn't that old of a company, and I just feel like Thomas Edison was eons ago. No, like turn of century. When were they born? Prove it. I don't know exactly when they were born, but I'm saying they were both big at like the 1920s, turn of the century, late 1800s. Oh, I guess that makes sense. That's when they were starting to come. That's like, my, my grandpa's age. Yeah, so they were they became good friends. And he talks about harmonious thought is the most important. And so he and he says like, see if you think you look at those three as friends and you think like that's when they found their mastermind. But their first mastermind for for Henry Ford was meeting his wife, which was a great person. She was extremely intelligent. She helped him like start to learn and think in different ways. And the the whole point, and I don't even know if I'm hitting on what you wanted, but the whole point is that I just want you to share what you liked from it. We just oh, talked okay. about it. But the whole point is that masterminds, like I I think we still think of them somewhat that same way. Where oh, I'm going to join this mastermind group. I'm going to get around great people that think really well. The point, though, is for you to get around teammates that where you c- create the greatest power because there's small things, but when you get harmonious thought between multiple people, you're able to create an energy and a power because harmony or because power is, in a sense, knowledge that is organized, and a harmonious thought is organized knowledge. And so when you're able to get around good people at teammates that have, in a sense, you are on the same page with, those thoughts and your thoughts join together because they're all particles and atoms without getting way too deep into this of everything that the universe is made of. And so all those things start to – and and they 
if you go look EEGs now, they study your brain and they can look at your brain and what you're thinking. And like you can talk about like how you're feeling right now at that moment and they can study like how the thoughts and the energy that those thoughts are producing actually leave your skull because they, they no longer tap into your brain. They have a thing that goes – the EEG goes around your head and it can actually see the wavelengths and frequency. So you know, go f- whatever it is, 40, 50, 60 years in the future after he wrote this book. But so the whole point is that when you get great teammates and you get you build those relationships, that's actually like the bit – if you look at Henry Ford's wealth, everybody say like, oh, his assets, his money, like owning Ford you know, Corporation and all that stuff. But it was really the way he changed his thoughts and the people he hung around and those were what really made him like wealthy. And that's really what wealth is and that in a sense, that's how you get harmonious thought is you get around good teammates that are driving the same way and it's no different than your business partner or, you know, like I have people like Shay or Jason or Tyson or you, my wife Melanie is you, or what? or Jared or, you know, just good people like that, you know, my brother and stuff like that where you get to exchange ideas and get this har- – when you're on the – when you're exchanging ideas about the same topic – you get this harmonious um, brainwave frequency that is exchanging ideas even when you're not exchanging ideas and you're getting way different and bigger ideas and that's the true – and that's where the harmonious thought creates power which is – and again, organized knowledge. Thank you. Yeah. So by small and simple things are great things brought to pass and that's yeah, how it that's, related to scripture because he was talking about what he learned from Na- Napoleon Hill. And that's what's – sparked this conversation from earlier when we were studying scriptures yeah Yeah. well you never know what you're gonna get into when you listen to this here podcast (laughs) um that was not written down we weren't gonna talk about that no there's nothing written down we're flying off of the the cuff yeah is that right what what does that even mean like a cuff is at your wrist right it well i think it came from when henry ford was after Thomas Edison because they weren't. You can't just throw around Thomas. <laughs> you can't just throw around their names and expect to be true. Right, probably right, getting from turn. back at that time though. I'm no taking the mic away. We'll have to look it up. You look it up. You get back to us on what that means. <laughs> uh, if you remember the last time we talked on here to your ears, um, we talked about we were going to change up our schedule so it was more block schedule so it wasn't. So distracting, and we we didn't prioritize certain things we wanted to prioritize. So we have, I'm sorry, we have been. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what she's laughing about, but she's getting some good humor out of it. We've been working on that. Uh, Do you want to go back to it? No. Uh, yeah, we've been working on uh, the block schedule. So we've been applying it, and I'll tell you what, if you, okay, so I like to color code my planner, and this last week, if you were to, um, get a handful of skittles and put them in your mouth and then drool on top of my journal that's what it looks like there's so many colors because there are so many things that uh, were productively accomplished minus the spit part there's no spit on there it's just (laughs) colored lines so uh i think it worked really well because I know that Chris and I are pumping out a lot of video content because he's running the 50 miles. So we have a lot of those content videos. We have new content videos we're putting on the website about different events coming up, um, ones that we're putting in our private and open Facebook pages, stuff like that. So Chris has been doing very well on editing those even um, even after one of the days that we ran 
like he ran 17 miles last week yeah last week. and then right when you got home instead of like we, you know we took a shower kind of cleaned off maybe ate a little bit but he just started working on that video and he's like if i'm just gonna sit here might as well like edit a video and render it and do all that so he's been doing really good at setting some time aside to focus on that and get it done and we've had a lot of really well done content out so good job thanks it's fun i enjoy it <laughs> yeah it's nice to redo that like i went to school for film for a long time so it's really nice it's nice to make music and edit and stuff it's fun yeah and just see something cooler than just a straight video that doesn't have more to it than that yeah, it's pretty fun because he'll, he'll, you know, lap over one audio from a video to another video. So maybe it's while he's running, but you overhear his voice and it's very cinematic. Get some popcorn and watch them all. So I'd say that was like one of the biggest things we did. Chris and I also, I don't think we've ever mentioned this, but we are whitening our teeth. And maybe we did mention this, but we, we, we set aside some money so we can do in business investments. And we find that this is a good investment for us to um, feel successful because we we'll feel... Well, explain where you got the idea from, though. Because remember, my oh, my right. initial reaction was not like, yeah, let's do the teeth whitening thing. Where did I see it first? So she's, she listened to a podcast, I believe it was, or a video, where this guy talks about success and he talks oh. about washing his car. Oh, okay. So there's some random awesome people in Texas, I think, and they have this podcast called Venues and More, and it's where they kind of do what me and Sarah do on the Party Collab podcast, but they interview people in the area uh, about what they're doing in events. And this guy, oh, I forget if he's like a DJ or entertainer or something or an MC. He's a DJ, entertainer, MC. Go. <laughs> But he was talking about how he lives his life in the in success and how before every appointment he gets his car washed because that's just what makes him feel successful. And he goes, he talked about his hygiene and how he gets his haircut and the way he dresses and he shows up in success so that he feels it through his soul and body. And so he's aligned with success and it portrays success and he, he attracts that. And just quickly, then you can go back to that. But so... That even just goes back to the first conversation we had about your brain and how that energy like doesn't stay in your skull. That energy goes out into the people in the world around you. And so if he is doing that, then he goes to an event. Then they see him as more confident because he feels more confident. They feel that energy. So that instantly makes them feel more confident because they're feeling that energy. So I just want to talk about that harmonious linking up. But go back to yeah. your Yeah, no, it's huge. And so Chris and I, uh, we looked up a few different ways of, okay, well, let's – you know, we did the research. We got this little, uh, it's called glow light or glow whitening. And all you do is application is like, like a half an hour every day. And you put on some gel, put this UV thing, plate guard type deal in your mouth. And it's made by a dentist. So it's supposed to be, and you need to go do your own research, but there should only be so much like bleach inside it that is actually good for, that it's okay for your teeth. And this is by a dentist. It's for sensitive teeth because I have more sensitive teeth than she does. She has stronger teeth. So I can bite into ice cream and be okay. She does. She bites into ice Except cream. Except for my bottom teeth. I don't. I don't think you know that. what that means. But like, I if I have an ice cream cone and I bite it, if it gets my bottom teeth, I sometimes go like, Ooh, you but a, I can you bite it with my cool top. Fact? Sure. The, the only thing you bite with is your bottom teeth. Your only part of your teeth that move are your bottom. Your teeth False. don't. I hold my chin no. in place and I move my whole head no. up and down. Do you ever think about that though? Your top teeth don't move. It's just your bottom. Right? Your t- top teeth stay the same. They're never moving. It's the bottom jaw that moves. So you only bite. I don't like the, to be corrected. You only You're like, so right. <laughs> but I think back going back That's to funny. the core bleaching, even going back to that story, 
you originally said let's get that and I was more of like well no I don't think we should do that right now and then you told me that story and you got me into a harmonious thought with you and I was like oh that totally makes sense we should do that that's a good investment words of the wise just be harmonious and you can convince your man to do anything I think it's about (laughs) communicating and communicating what you see and what you need and then you told me a story or sold me a story right and story sell um so it it just was like oh that makes sense like the getting the car wash or getting your hair cut or i mean i I love dressing nice so dressing nice and dress clothes and stuff always makes me feel better so i was i thought game on yeah and it's really fun because even chris and i'll just be hanging out and i go like smile it looks really good and it's or do it again right now see it looks so good and it's not like exact pearly white like how you know movie stars are right now but it's on its way and both of us have whiter teeth and we're liking it it's not veneers that's true. Yeah. When I think of veneers, I think of that guy who, when he laughs, he kind of like he, offing awfully is compared to a horse, but he has like that really big. And she's gonna tell me like I have any idea who she. Well, you know about. all actors because you're a oh, film guru. Oh, is this an actor? Oh, yeah. Gary Busey. Sure. Oh, is okay. he an older guy? He is an older guy. Yeah. yeah then I'm I'm sure it's him. Okay. Cool. Anyway, but when I think of veneers, I think of his teeth. Back on topic. <laughs> Should have never brought up the veneers, clearly. Uh, Okay, wait. Anything else about, like, business, the week? Anything you want to share? um, Yeah, I think it's always fun to, you know, going back to the filming and stuff, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in, like, I need to do this thing for work, I need to do this thing for work, I need to do this thing. But it's also important to go back to things that make you feel that joy and to remember why you got started. And to remember, for me sometimes, and I'm sure if you are a business owner, you're listening to this, it's all about like, we got to grow the business, we got to get more clients, we got to do this, we got to do that. And for me doing the, I was running and I had this thought of just, I'm running and I want to impact people and I want to inspire people. And it's easy for me to get caught up in more and to stop, and I had to stop and go like, I'm going to think about social media different. I'm going to think about it like this is me impacting people. This is me like making, inspiring people is by having this content come out and having it actually be good and having the audio underneath it. And for me, it was about to realigning my thoughts of going, it's also, I'm grateful for the people that follow. I'm grateful for the people listening right now because that's how you make an impact. And do I want to grow that? Yes. But I also want to be extremely grateful and appreciate more more than grateful, even appreciative of the people that are listening, of the people that are watching, of the people that are viewing, of the people that are liking or commenting, and not get caught up with always having to look for the future thing. And it real and it like also just going back to the first thing is you got to remember why you start got started, and you have to remember that some of those things you got started with that really brought you a lot of joy. Sometimes it's easy to get away with those as you're or away from those when your business is growing. And it's important to go back and realign with those and become harmonious with those because those bring you a lot of joy and you have a lot of fun doing them. From now on, these eyes will not be bonded by the lights. Remember that song? And the greatest showman at the very end where he's like, Oh, like this is why I started. I remember why, why it all began. It's a great point. I didn't think of that at all. That was never in my thought well, pattern. Well, I only thought of it because what you were saying, I was like, oh, yeah. Because the other night when I was running, I was kind of feeling a little bit down. But that song came on. And I go like, oh, why am I running? Because I want to feel amazing. And then I, I probably picked up pace a little bit. But it was I, – I love that. That's very inspiring. And and that's even something that Chris and I – I talked to my mom about this. 
I don't know if you know this, but I, t- I shared it with her. But Chris and I were talking uh, maybe a week ago about, um, I don't know, there's some kind of like argument type, like we had a disagreement or something, but out of it came... Um, like how are we feeling fulfilled in the home? And we went over something that we've gone over before, just like I'm sure all couples who are close with each other for years and years is like, Hey, how do I feel filled in the home? And well, I feel like I feel a little bit guilty because I'm not helping in this part. And I go, I don't even feel that because I'd rather you help in the parts you are helping out with. And we kind of just came back to that again. And I think that's something like such as I hate taking, I know it's my hair, it's only my hair, but I hate taking my hair out of the shower drain and Chris does it lovingly and I feel like he fulfills like his role in our home by doing things like that more than doing the dishes because I enjoy doing the dishes. And so we just kind of like re-went over that and I thought that was very aligning and got us harmonious once again and even more. Love it. Yes. Now, let's talk about your run. Well, we'll end it with your run. So, you know, you all know that Chris is training for the 50-mile run. You also ran, too. Yes. Okay. I just feel like yours is more significant. I ran. It's a big deal. But I'll talk about it in a second. Everybody's 50 is significant. So we say hashtag choose your 50 a lot. And the whole point is is that everybody's 50 is different. No one's more significant than another. I was talking to somebody in, earlier today, and they were like, oh, man, your videos are inspiring me. Like, I keep thinking, like, oh, he's doing 50, I can run a 50. And then I think to myself, no, I can't run a 50. (laughs) And I said to her, I'd love to have you come out and run or walk as long as you can. And I said, it's not about that. She's like, yeah, and I have to remind myself that. Every time I see your video and you say it's not about that, I have to remember, like, right now, maybe it's just about me letting go and not having to feel like I have to control everything in my life and just accepting and being okay with that. And I said, sometimes that's harder than running a 50. So, uh, you know, you may be running in a sense, a shorter distance, but that may be, and it, and it was your longest distance since the marathon almost a year ago, if you think about it. We almost ran it a year ago. Yes. Yes. Go so if for anyone who doesn't know, and this is your first time listening to his, to his. Then you need to go back and listen to every <laughs> other audio, or this is not going to make any sense. No, no sure, that's man. true. But Chris is running a 50-mile run. He chose it because last year he ran a marathon with zero training, and he goes, that was hard. Now what's harder? Running 50 miles. So he's running 50, but this time he's training. So that's and, that's your little catch-up. Tell him. And I'll just say this real quick. I think even harder than running the 50 or harder than running 26.2 with training or not. The toughest part is the training, right? The toughest part is getting yourself out to go. And I'll be honest, my IT band is extremely tight after I run, especially the long distances, but almost every time I run, where I have incredible amounts of uh, pain afterwards. Um, And so I, I do a lot of stretching. But the truth of the matter is, what really matters is the training because the training is the hard part of getting out and doing something consistently to become the person that runs 50 miles is getting out running three times a week. For me, that's a lot. When I hadn't run for over fit, literally like a handful of times, I at five miles or less, I hadn't ran more than that in 15 years to run consistently three times a week is a lot for me A time of I was gonna say a time for sure because if you think about it if you're gaining up to 50 if you've ever trained for any run it does take some time throughout the week but if you're training for 50 you're running like almost a marathon at some points each weekend and that takes up a lot of time yes and so we'll run over a marathon with the training that we're doing but to me it's being and like knowing consistently you're pushing out there and you're going to be in pain pushing yourself to get out there and go like wow i'm running more and more and i'm doing my best to run quicker miles time and like you know figure this thing out as i go 
and get better at it. But there's a lot like that builds who you are and who you want to become because you are becoming that every time you go out there and do it. Like on Saturday, I was quite nervous about running. Go ahead. Well, I sure about Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, here's the or plan. Sunday, whatever. Yeah, we ran Sunday. We were going to run Saturday. We didn't. Anyway, we ran the weekend. But what we did was Chris was going to run 20 and I was going to run 10 because I've been running half. He also had a friend slash client slash, you know, friend. He said, A really cool dude that he's you amazing. are harmonious with and have a huge impact in each other's lives. So he said, I will run the last eight miles with you because I've never run more. Like he's never run more than five. But the other day no. he ran 6.5. Yeah. And 7.1. So like, oh, 7.1. So then we, he said. Because I. So I give them false summits, which if anybody doesn't know what that is, just real quickly, it's where you tell yourself like, hey, I'm going to finish. I'm going to run to this point and then you run and then you run past that point. And it's a really wonderful technique to grow your brain and grow your resiliency to take that pain and pressure because you always are like, this is where I'll finish and then you don't. And so he we ran and he ran 7.1, but go ahead with the Jason. So oh. his goal was to run eight miles. Yeah, that night. Now, what we did was, <clears throat> since we only had, we had one car, me and Chris, I dropped him off as beginning, and I kind of followed him here and there to record some footage so that you guys can all see kind of what it's like. And then at some point, I I was going to run to his ending point, and I was going to run five miles in and then five miles back. We would all end at the same point because even Jason was going to meet us eight miles from our ending point. However... Google Maps is not accurate. And I'm sure you all were like, duh, Melanie. But it said it was accurate based on like where this trail was. And we did our best with mathematically the time of a mile that it takes to run. Here's where we can meet. We gave Jason the point of address where he would meet Chris. I went to my neck of the woods, which was super dark. I feel like I should be running with girl sticks all around my body. Um, But we miscalculated. And so I never saw Chris or Jason. They actually met not at their 12 mile, but like 13.6. So that was a mile and a half off. So that's already kind of screws things up. So anyway, we never actually ran into each other. But it didn't screw things up in a sense of the false summit discussion. It gave us false summits a bunch. I thought I was meeting him at 12. Then I text him because I was texting while I was running. I was like, hey, this is when I'll be there. And then I was like, oh, hey, actually, hindsight, it's not 12 miles because I'm already at 12 miles and I'm not even close to you. So then I met him at 13.6. So then in order to get to the end, it was 6.4 left. And so he was like, okay, I'll run that with you. And then, you know, I'll run more to get to eight. And I was like, awesome. Um, And so, you know, we ran that together. And then we got to the end and we talked to Melanie. She's like, I still have five miles to go. So, you know, and and we actually figured out later that I think where my turnaround point was and where his turnaround point was, we're super duper close. Because we're yeah, like, we may were have you by cross that path, school? but not cross paths. Yeah, like, I think I think we were cross like path just location a wise, but not physically cross paths. I think we we're just a hair apart. Anyway, so we call her. And she's like, well, I still have five miles. And so we were like, okay, well, Jason wants to run 10 anyway, or eight anyway. So we'll turn around and she'll, you know, finish your thing. And so she ran 10 and then she would come pick us up. So he ends up running more than eight. He ends up running 10, which is definitely his biggest run ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt amazing by the end of it. He was, And he also has like asthma problems, right? Asthma problems, had an accident. So his lungs, the doctor said, look like shattered glass 
said it would take five years to get his lung capacity back. Walked with an oxygen tank for a year. He has a weight cooler store, so we'll have him on sometime. But um, or I'll put Chris's him on, podcast, on, yeah, my podcast, yeah. And so, you know, he he felt like the best he'd ever felt running, and he ran ten miles that night. And I, Chris, can I tell yeah, him about yeah, you? Well, you ran your best time because if we were just saying you oh, ran twenty, that's true. you actually ended up running twenty five. I did end up, yeah, jog. The last five were much more jog and walk, but yes. But your 20 mile was your best, like, per mile time yet. Yeah, so last week I ran 17 miles in three hours and nine minutes. Then this week I ran 20 miles in three hours and six minutes. And when I looked at my – because what I do is each week since I'm running farther, this week I'll look at how quickly I ran 20 hours even though I'm going to run past 20 hours. 20 miles. I'm sorry, yes, not 20 if hours. You're running 20 hours. <laughs> Good one, yes. More than 50 so, miles. So last week I ran 17, so I look at my 17 miles this week to see, oh, was I close? Was I quicker? Was I slower? So last week it was at 309. This week I ran it at 2 hours and 34 minutes, and I finished the 20 miles at 3 hours and 6 minutes. So, so his uh, per mile was a few minutes faster So I, miles. So it was like last week it was 11 minutes and 12 seconds. This week it was nine minutes and thirty seconds per mile. So super awesome! He killed his. He called me, and when he was, I think, right at your twenty, you called me, and he yeah, goes, but... "I totally crushed my time." He's like, "I don't even care. I'll, we'll we'll see you at the car." Like you were just, you didn't really care that we didn't see each other. I didn't really care either. I was just happy that we're out doing our thing and in the pitch black and a Sunday night at eleven p.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I it love was. it. We got home at like midnight or something, or a little after midnight. Yeah, so. and I didn't fall asleep probably till three or something. It was, it, it was a late night. Threw me off. Yeah, it definitely throws you. <laughs> but worth it, and it was just a great challenge. And each time you get out there and you run and you do something hard, you just feel great about yourself because all three of us felt great because Melanie ran the longest she'd run since the marathon. And not only, sorry, yeah, can yeah, I interrupt no you? Not only was it the longest I've run since the marathon last year, but I ran very consistently tonight. I think there's some point when you are starting to run or train for something that uh, to me, I feel like there's a switch where it just all of a sudden gets easier and there's less there's less aches or pains or mentally you're just not thinking about like, oh, I need to glide. I need to breathe. I need to uh, move my arm this way and adjust this much. But I just feel like I was just in the rhythm the whole time and I stayed more consistent than not on, you know, like not stopping to walk or stretch or anything. But I, I would jog. My goal is by 50 miles. Hopefully I'll feel that way because I don't right now. But anyways, it was exciting. Right. I think you do. It's, I think at certain points you do, but I think also at certain points you don't. Um, I think also like if I slow down, sometimes it's harder to get back in the pace. But if I, this week was the most consistent like pace and most consistent just jogging pace, and that really helped, I feel like. That's cool. Yeah. So anyways, just when you get out and do hard things, all I was saying is you feel amazing. She felt amazing. Jason felt, am- felt amazing. I felt amazing. We found free zucchini. Yeah, that was huge. That was the best part of the night. There's a cherry on top. That was. I drove by a those little are, basket. They're not cherries, by the way. If she's maybe confused on what no, cherries, no, they are much listen, sweeter than okay, zucchini. Okay, I'm squash. taking the mic away. <laughs> That's how she gets me to shut up. She just takes them away. I do. Uh, I I was driving by on my way to find them when he kept sending me his location of where he, him, and Jason kept running because I was going to take him in my car to Jason's car. Anyway, I found some free zucchini. So thank you, Utah friends, for yeah. your zucchini and squash that it's you're willing awesome. to share with the world because we are we love killing it. it. It's we love the size it. of a baseball bat. And it makes us feel good and healthy. So it just adds to the healthy of the run. Of yeah. the run. Yeah. 
I guess those are the big the big few for this week. This next week will be fun as well. I have a I have one event, one big meeting. Yeah, and, you do. It's awesome. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah, with Sarah, it's it's gonna be really fun. So, I guess that's it. Love it. Any last Thanks words? for joining us for the journey. Teamwork makes a dream work. Go find some teammates. Go find some people to get harmonious thought and power from.